Welcome to Overflow, the podcast exploring what is and is not inherently visible about those who build with Webflow. I'm Matthew Munger from the Webflow community team, and in each episode, we highlight the unique perspectives, passions, and experiences that fuel the creative mind of our guest. From Paulinia, Brazil, we're joined by brand designer and Webflow developer, Diego Dora de Oliveira. Diego is recognized for his amazing website builds that focus on storytelling through the use of animations, interactions, and 3D elements to bring stories to life. In this episode, we'll hear all about creating story-driven websites and his advice to just get it done so that perfection doesn't hold you back and consistently exercising your mind so that creativity can more easily flow in the moments you need it. Featuring Diego Dora de Rivera, this is Overflow. Hey, Diego, thanks for joining me today. Yeah, it's a pleasure. So why don't we start off by just give a quick introduction about yourself and tell everyone a little bit about who you are. Yeah, sure. So I'm Diego. Uh, I'm living in Brazil and I'm a brand designer and webflow developer. I've been doing websites for a long time, but I migrated to Webflow in about a half, one a year and a half, two years more or less. And since then, yes, I'm just having fun doing some cool Webflow websites, like doing motion stuff, design stuff, all the things that I love. Tell us a bit more about where you're located there in Brazil. Yeah, sure. I live in a small city here in Brazil. It's called Paulinha. And it's like an hour and a half from Sao Paulo, like a big city here. What's it like living there? It's pretty good. The city is, it's a city meant to like live and have a calm life. The neighborhood, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's really nice. So yeah, it's, a, it's the best place to live, in my opinion. And what do you really enjoy about living there? Like I said, it's pretty calm. Bigger cities like Sao Paulo, for example, and it's too chaotic. Right. And yeah, I I feel like the place I live, it's very like calm and inspiring. Like you have all that quietness to help you focus on the things that you do, mm. to spend time with your family without worrying too much about like violence and other stuff. So it's a good place to live with your family and to focus on your work. Mm. We have we have some great spots here with some nature parks and all that, that stuff. When you get out of the house, where do you like to go visit? What kind of places? Well, my son loved going to the mall and see some good, cool stuff on the malls and play games there and like go to movies and yeah, and visit the family. Like all our family is living like 15 minutes to 30 minutes far from us. So it's it's really easy to just go and spend a weekend with the family. What does your workspace look like? If we were to sit in your chair, what would we see? Well, I would say that I'm surrounded by chaos, <laughs> but it's an organized chaos. And I think that as a creative person, that's the best place to go. Like organized chaos, um, mm-hmm. let's say, feeds your creativity. So everything is messy, but I know where everything is at the same time. So I'm not lost here inside of, of this. It's a small room, but it's it's cozy. It's nice. I have a view outside of my, my house. I can see the street. I have like nice air conditioner. My, my setup is, is great. So it's a great place to, to stay. Well, I, I stay here like most of my day, right? So it, it, it must be cozy and, and mm. quiet. So yeah. Nice. Do you listen to any music while you work? Not while I work. I like to listen to music while I'm walking or driving, which is it's something that helped me like think through some ideas because like most of the time when I'm sitting on, on for my computer, I'm 
focus on what I'm doing at that moment. But there's a time where you just need to go outside and get some fresh air and mm -hmm. that helps with the creative side of things like trying to figure out some ideas for projects etc and music at that point yes it does help and do you schedule those walks or is it more like when you get to like having a hard time or blocked then you go for a walk yeah it's 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 more like that like i i don't do walks like daily i should probably <laughs> But but yeah, I most of the time I don't have like planned time for that. But okay. yeah, when sometimes when I'm I'm just feeling feeling like too stressed, I need a break. Yes, then I go outside, take a walk, maybe even take my son to a small part that we have here in the neighborhood. Just spend some time outside to, to, to get some fresh air. And in the meantime, like while I'm walking, listening to some, to some music, then I get some ideas. Or maybe even when I'm just taking my son to school or coming back from that, that's where I like to listen to music and think about the things that I'm doing. Do you have anything interesting around you, like an object that might have a story to it? Well, I do have some small objects here, which are some trophies from contests, advertising and creative contests that we mm. participated, me and my wife participating here in Brazil. Yeah. I like to keep them nearby to remember like the long path, the long journey that me and my wife had when we decided to start our small agency here in Brazil. Mm -hmm. And we struggled a lot at the beginning, but then we started doing some good stuff, being recognized. And that was really something that kept us on our path. Like they're saying that we were on the right track in our journey and we should keep moving forward. So keeping those things here, when I struggle a lot and when that imposter feeling hits up and say, no, no, I'm, I'm not that good. And like, there's a lot of people doing better stuff than me, or I'm struggling to find some, some good idea for a project. And then you start self-doubting myself. Then I look at those things and say, and I think, yes, I'm, I'm on the right track. I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. We're doing fine. Whenever you have that self-doubt, imposter syndrome, those serve as kind of inspiration and reminder that you do have it within you and you've done it before and you can do it again. Yes, yes. Do you have any hobbies or interests outside of building cool animations and websites? <laughs> well, yeah, well, I'm a gamer person. Like, I love playing games. Mm. I have an official time of the week to do that. It's every Saturday evening when everyone else is going to sleep, having a quality sleep. Why should I sleep? I, well, if I can play games. So I spend all the, the time after everyone is sleeping, playing games. I love that. And my also uh, anime fan. I watch mm. animes all the time. Yeah, I have subscriptions for all kinds of streamings, specialize in anime. Yeah, I'm just a fan, huge fan of the Japanese culture. My wife is actually from a Japanese family, by the way. So oh. yeah, it's one of my passions. So yeah, I love that kind of stuff. And yes, music. I love music. I actually play on a band when I was younger. Mm -hmm. So I play guitar. Do you still play guitar? Ah, oh, it's been a long time since I planned. I'm still, I'm a bit rusty. I should get back to it. But yeah, I still have them. I still have my, my guitars. Uh, what what kind of games do you like to play? People that know me, they, they know that I'm all into storytelling. Like I love storytelling, like mm -hmm. telling stories on my projects. And that same thing reflects on the type of games I like. I love to play games that tell the story. They walk you through a journey. Action-packed games, for sure. But let's say games for God of War, The Last of Us. Games are really focus on the story itself mm -hmm. so you have a great experience you have some action you have some drama and you have the story that captivate you so these are the types of games that i really enjoy playing on my free time what is something that would surprise people to learn about you 
I don't know, like maybe the fact that I have like five dogs and two cats here at home <laughs> and it's a pure chaos and my my wife actually has a personal project. Her Instagram is about the daily life of these uh, <laughs> this big family and I and I spend time helping her like doing creative stuff. Like sometimes she needs to do like some advertising for partners and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and I help her recording and, and doing the videos and sometimes I actually make the voices of the dogs. <laughs> So you yeah. kind of have your own little reality show? Yes, yes. Five dogs and two cats. Five dogs, two cats. And how many kids? Yeah. And one kid. One kid. Okay. My little boy, he is very hyper. Mm. He's full of energy. You really are living up to this theme of chaos. that you mentioned. Yes, yes. My <laughs> life is a pure chaos. You have no idea. But it's fun. Like what, what fun has like a normal life without a little bit of chaos, right? Yeah. What is your role day to day and how would you describe what you do to someone else? Well, to someone that have no idea what I do, mm-hmm. I just say like, I do websites. I build websites. Right. The things you see on the internet, I, I do that kind of stuff. How I describe my role, like I say that I try to help clients create a website that tells a story and sells a product. Mm-hmm. Like that. So I try to simplify as much as I can. Like there's a lot more than that. But yeah, the way that people can understand what I do, that's how I describe it. How is using websites to tell stories? How is that different from where you thought you might be at this time in your life? Oh, yeah. Well, I always thought that I would be working on a creative area. Uh, When I was younger, I I actually loved to be like drawing stuff. So I thought I would be an illustrator. Then at some point, I thought I would be like some person working on an advertising agency because I graduated in advertising, right? Mm -hmm. I did a few websites for fun when I was younger. Just because I, I, I like it, the experience, like for creating something that interactive, you know, click here, click there, and you see some information. But I didn't imagine that I would use my passion for stories because mm-hmm. I always loved like stories, comic books and, and movies and animations. When all of them tell stories, I never thought that I would be using that kind of thing to create a website, to sell something. And, and it's amazing that I can actually do that today. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really fun. And I think that's the sweet spot for me, like taking the things that I love, which is like stories and telling stories and turn this into something that clients want and they they need. What motivates you about creating those storytelling websites? Definitely, like I said, I have a lot of fun with stories and telling stories. And and I think it's a different approach to what I see in a majority of websites. Like you see lots of websites that are like the same approach, marketing website with the same patterns and the same sections. And I think people at some point, they kind of develop some blindness to what they see because it's exactly the same. Sometimes they even recognize what are the websites for different products. I think that telling a story on a website, that kind of differentiates you, that kind of, that helps your business being more memorable for clients, that makes it easier for people to understand your message, your valid proposition. So leveraging that approach of telling a story to actually sell a product, that's really exciting because I, I can see pe- people seeing the stories tell, being tell, told on a website and being impacted by that and saying, wow, this is amazing. And they want to keep scrolling. I've seen that before. And this is really exciting. Like It means that I'm doing the things that I'm proposing to do, which is telling and starting helping the, the, the clients create something memorable for their, for their visitors. And 
yeah, too often we can get caught up in the process of cranking out websites and getting into a template type thinking where it's like this type of section followed by this type of section with this call to action. And you need to be intentional to take the time to get to know the customer, right? Your client, Mm -hmm. what they are trying to sell or explain to their visitor and how can you make that a compelling story that the visitor wants to keep exploring, to keep scrolling down the page. Yes, exactly. Do you have any resources that you think more people should know about? I have my Twitter account where I try to share most of my experience, my journey as a freelancer. I try to share not only like about craft, but also about business itself. Because I don't think there's a, there's enough designers out there talking about business, how to make money. So I try to do that with my Twitter account as much as I can. And I also have a YouTube channel. I, I launched a YouTube ten- channel some time ago. I have a few videos there explaining how to do cool stuff like with animations and Webflow and in other technologies like Lottie and 3D. Mm-hmm. So I do plan to continue. So I think this is also a good resource for people should they want to follow. What about any resources that are not your own? What is some resources that you find valuable for you? The most valuable resources in terms of things that I use Mm -hmm. my work is inspirational stuff, right? Lots of people go to the same places to get inspired. And I like to explore like different options. Obviously, I, I go to websites like Allwords and CSS Design Allwords. There's other websites like focus on one page websites. There's one page love which is focused on mm-hmm. that, like one-page websites. Godleap, which is extremely high curated in terms of like amazing websites. That's a good resource for inspiration. Behance, but not Behance, not only for websites, but for, for other types of uh, visual inspirations, like going to part where it talks about graphic design or illustration or magazine stuff, exploring other areas of inspiration on the design realm, but not directly related to web design. So these are the types of resources that I consume daily to help with inspiration. I can see that you like to get inspiration from a lot of places, you know, from video games and anime, maybe film and so on, visual inspiration from places outside of web design, and then bringing those in can really kind of give you a unique perspective, lend themselves to creating things that people haven't seen before. Yeah. Who is someone in the Webflow community that inspires you? I can't mention just one person. I need to tell, like, I have a list here. So Okay, give us a, a list. Inspiration in terms of career, like, for example, Joseph Berry, he's a huge inspiration for me in terms of what he can achieve with Webflow and animation interactions and in terms of career. Joe Moore is also an inspiration. My good friend, Davin Fountain, is also an inspiration for me in terms of design and craft and even in, in terms of business, how he faced business. I speak with him daily and I get inspired by him daily. Mm-hmm. Daily, Melissa Mendes, we created the, 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 the full party, which is my fun place to be every week. Like I made friends there and thanks to her because she created this whole small community inside the broader Webflow community, right? Yep. There's Brie. Brie, she is starting her journey uh, on design and development and she's growing a lot and I'm really proud to see her growing. She invests and believes in herself it's really inspired to me i think everyone should should follow her as well yeah but these are the people that comes to my mind right now what is some advice that you would like to share just do it stop trying to be perfect just get it done 
I struggled myself to build my own portfolio, for example. I needed to have a portfolio. And I tried to do what every designer likes to do. Make your portfolio the state of art, like peak of your creativity, like something that shows everything that you can do. And I spent like three months trying to make the, the perfect website, learning FreeJS, figuring out like crazy animations or something like But at some point I decided that I should stop and just get it something done because I really need that portfolio to be out so I could do some other stuff. And I just did my portfolio, my the current version of my portfolio in three days. I just needed something done and something mm -hmm. that showed my work. So I did it in three days, I launched it and say whatever. This is good enough. This gets the job done and that's it. And the reception for that was like a lot bigger and a lot better than it was expected. That is for me an example that sometimes being perfect will hold you back because nothing is perfect. Perfection doesn't exist. What you need to do is get things done. Obviously, you need to include some quality on what you do, but like just get stuff done. Like do your best, put a time constraint on yourself when you're doing some task or some design. Mm -hmm. Do your best you can with the time and the resources you have and then just move forward because clients, they don't want something perfect. They want something that works for them. Most of the time, the done, it's great. It's even better than you expect it. So don't try mm -hmm. to be perfect. Just get stuff done. Yeah. Done is better than perfect. Exactly. Yeah. Like being creative is not a gift. You're not born with like creativity. Some people have more aligned with like being more creative or not. But at the end of the day, I think that creativity is a muscle. So mm -hmm. if you want to be more creative, you've got to exercise your muscle, which is your brain. Do small stuff, but do it every day. Like design a section, design a component, try to design something differently, try to replicate a website, but do that every day. Never stop d designing and exercising your creativity. The more you do, the less you will suck until you will start feeling satisfied with the things you do. I mean, until you start finding ways to like break the patterns because first you try to replicate the patterns you see everywhere. And after you nail that, after you feel comfortable with that, you will start finding ways to break those patterns in a way mm -hmm. that still works. And that will turn you into a more creative person. So creativity is a muscle, exercise every day. Absolutely. I would encourage anyone listening, set aside time once a week, if you can, even every day, I mean, really do think of it like exercise. You just need to set aside some time, just focus, try to do a simple task, and then keep doing that day after day. And after a month, after a year, you'll be amazed at how much you learned or stretched yourself and how that will impact all the, the real work that you do during the rest of your day is impacted by just that small investment on a consistent basis. Well, Diego, how can others in the community reach out and connect with you? Well, that's easy. I'm always on Twitter. You can find me there. Shoot me a DM, whatever. I'm, I'm always checking there. I'm also on the um, the, joint, the Flow Party com Slack community. You can reach out to me if, you, if you're there as well. So I'm available. Or just shoot me an email. Um, it's on my website. This was an Overflow episode featuring Diego Tora de Oliveira, produced by the Webflow community team with music by Joseph McDade. To learn more about the Webflow community, please visit webflow.com community. I've been your host, Matthew Munger. Thanks for listening. <laughs>